Good morning. It's time for Two Guys on Sports. I'm Larry Hazel. I'm Dick Olson. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Dick. And uh, we just talked about when we were going on the <laughs> air. Uh, <laughs> slim pickings for sports. Uh, Locally, anyway. Yeah, yeah. this time of year uh, yeah. with... Uh, yeah. While football camps are going on. Yep, yep. Kids are getting ready. and then Some Legion baseball. Yeah, le- yeah, they're having their I believe, uh, the regionals. regional tournaments this weekend over in yep. Plover, this area anyway. So Yeah, Marshfield Post 54 <laughs> Senior Legion team is involved in that one over mm-hmm. in Plover. Double elimination. It's a class AAA uh, regional for that mm-hmm. one. And a bunch of other ones uh, going on around the state yeah, as well as they bet. get so, yeah, wind down with that season. And then I don't know if it's this week, but I think next weekend the double the A's and double A's also go. And they, okay. of course, have their own regionals and their own state tournament and their own national tournaments also. So Yeah, and a lot of the uh, like the summer baseball leagues are winding down. Now and you have Chaparral's are, are winding down and a few other teams. And Our last game in Willard is tonight. Is that right? Yep. <laughs> so, uh, we uh, played our last uh, t-ball last night. So Oh, okay. So, All right. Yeah, so. it was a fun season. Uh, a lot of good young second graders, and I think okay. in seven, eight years, Larry, these are some guys you're going to be talking about here on, if we're still here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about in Nilzo Sports. So. Hard to believe my boys were in that T-ball. Yes, right. Yeah, well, I Seems said, like a long time I ago. I said, you know, like, kind of funny. I said, you know, I did my grandson Gunner and, and Drew Brown. Mm. Well, now I'm doing my grandson Cade and Ashton Brown. So, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> here it goes. So there's been some constants over yes, the years. Yes, so, so. Well, that's cool. <laughs> yes, that's cool. Yeah. All right, uh, I mentioned uh, football camps going on. Uh, the Nielsville High School and Middle School football programs are having a combined camp uh, this week. And on Tuesday, I had a chance to talk with uh, varsity head coach Reed Lehman about that camp. Uh, yeah, so we started uh, Monday morning and uh, had about 45 kids here. So today was a little bit more. I think we were pushing 50 today. So decent numbers, a lot of middle school kids, um, good number of high school kids here too. But... Um, you know, it's it's been um, a, a little bit of a struggle these first couple of days with some of the kids um, not in great shape coming in. Um, so, you know, I think they're kind of feeling the effects of that a little bit. But, um, you know, we'll, we're, we're working, trying to get in shape is kind of what we're, we're focusing a lot of our time on this week, getting in shape, learning the basic fundamentals of blocking, um, throwing, tackling, those kinds of things, those things that we, you know, every team needs to be able to do to have success. How does it work now? You have, I know, middle school and uh, high school kids kind of working together. And it, uh, from what I understand, you kind of split them up into teams and mix them up. Right, yeah. So we split, we took um, four of our seniors, uh, the four kids that had the most attendance in the summer, and we, we uh, split up the kids um into those four groups and kind of having a fun little competition with them where uh, the kids get two points for being ready to go at eight o'clock when we start camp. One point if they're not ready, but they're here or if they show up after uh, their team gets one point for that. Uh, they can get some bonus points if everybody's here. And, um, and then Friday, we're kind of going to bring all that together with a fun little competition with a bunch of different games and all of it is based off of our four kind of core pillars or values that we developed last year um, of trust unity consistency and commitment and just kind of how all of that stuff if we want to if you want to do well in the competition we're doing you need to be showing up and doing those things for that to happen so that's head coach Reed Lehman of the uh, varsity uh, football team. We hope to get him in here uh, again a little next yeah. month to uh, yep. talk about yeah. the upcoming season. But yeah. one of the things he talked about in that interview was the kids a little out of shape when they came yeah. out of the camp. Uh, 
you know, it's a, it's it's hard. It's really been hard over the years to get kids in conditioning in summer. Yeah. yeah for some reason whatsoever. But uh, I mean, you have your kids that go, and it's those are the kids that excel and are ready to take off, and then. These other guys are a few weeks behind. It takes about two or three weeks to get back into it before they're into it, and and they're they're it seems like they're trailing the whole season. Then. Yeah, so, so, yeah. Well, yeah. they're going to have to get ready because August first yeah. is first practice. But, you know, I know uh, Coach Lehman. You know, he's very positive about this season in a lot of ways. I think he feels this might be the best team he's had. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and you look on paper with the offensive weapons they have and the experience. Um, I think they're just. A point away from putting an offensive and defensive line away from qualifying for the playoffs and maybe even challenging for the Corbell Conference title. So, yeah, and so. Uh, as far as uh, the playoffs, it's been a long time. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I twenty twelve maybe. Might even been before that. Yeah, might before that. You know. So, yeah, it's been a yeah. long, long time. I mean, they talked twenty twenty. They listed, but uh, that was the uh, ap- pandemic year. Yeah. Everybody got to consider what was considered a playoff game. There, right. So, right. So. Right. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, they're looking mm-hmm. forward to good things. Yep. Uh, the big thing, of course, is going to be the line, offensive yep. and defensive, with yep. all the seniors that graduated, graduated from last year. And, but there, there, is some, uh, there is some guys that did see playing time last year, Larry, that I think it's going to be a real possibility. And hopefully these are some of the guys that did, did a lot of work this, in the offseason and got ready because they're going to be relied on. Yeah, and, yeah. And they're going to find out right away what they're made of because – uh, they're at first home game is against Kobe, yeah. and people are going to say Kobe's a little bit down, but Jim Hagan, I w- he puts together a good football team every year, and Kobe will be ready that first night down here in Nilsville. Yeah, it's it's one of those teams lately that's a, a reload instead yeah, of a rebuild. You betcha. Yeah, they've uh, they've had tremendous JV teams and yeah. also middle school teams the last few years. So, you know, I I that's going to be a good test that first night. And the old CUDA. Yeah, the uh, old Cuda. football yeah. teams they had. And they always had like five teams, Larry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they had how many? Uh, what was it? Colby, Unity, Dorchester, Chester, and Abbotsford. So they yeah. had a lot of a lot, of lot of them to pick from. Yeah. But they, yeah, they always came. It seemed like you were playing a Cuda team almost every week. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of football, the uh, Wisconsin Football Coaches Association. Boy, the North teams really had it their way, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, their all star games <laughs> last week. And I mean, they were not close, close games. games. They said. Uh, the eight man seventy four to twelve. Yeah, my goodness. Connor Cratch from Newman, six out of seven for eighty four yards, two TDs, five carries for forty nine yards, and one touchdown. And then in the small school, uh, the North forty four, South twelve. I had a chance to watch this game, Larry, and the offensive and defensive lines for the North totally dominated oh, okay. that game. Um, the North ran a three uh, pronged offensive a back. To, uh, they alternated three backs. Okay, uh, Asher from. Spring Valley, uh, Elmwood, who was, I think, the top rusher in the state last year. Okay. And then uh, Dawson Rudd from Mondovi and David Goderman from uh, Wittenberg, Bertamont. And oh, they just cool. ran the ball down their throat. <laughs> you know, I said it, it was, you know, Rudd and, and Asher, both about 5'8 yeah. and about 160, but they're both tough to bring down. And then you give the ball to Goderman, and he's 6'2", 230. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, and he, you know, he, of course, um, he was the kid, uh, well, he was uh, – runner-up in uh, Division Three heavyweight wrestling last year. But uh, on paper, and I'll say on paper, he's the only person to feed Gunnar Hoffman last year. Oh, okay. He was the wrestler that Gunnar was wrestling when he fractured his ankle. So, mm, Okay, <laughs> so, all so right. on paper, he is the only guy to yeah, feed Gunnar Hoffman okay. last year. But anyway, uh, I just want to throw out a couple. Of John Seitz, a third, and Jackson Orman for Stratford were both on the defensive line, and they had excellent games. They were in the backfield all night. 
Mm. And they had one play early where Seitz made the sack and Orman got the fumble recovery. (laughs) And and they just, you know, but, you know, I said that team, that North team ought to be good, Larry, too, because, okay, in D7, your your participants were Regis and Chiacton in the championship game. Well, they're on the team. D6, Stratford, Mondovi, all their kids are on that team. D5, uh, Aquinas. Yeah. And then, of course, Tom Lee was the head coach, too, from Aquinas. Okay. And, yeah. and along with his quarterback, Flotmeyer. So, but, yeah. uh, no, no, you know, just a lot of talent on that team. So, yeah, it's surprising. You know, you, you mm. would think in an all star game like that, the South yeah. would prevail yeah. with all those big schools, schools. down there. And yeah. But, you know, yeah. And, and Columbus was a D4 champion, you know, and they beat. Uh, Catholic, uh, it was a Catholic Memorial, yeah. you know. So, I don't know. It was just, I think it was the North's year, and well, even the, the even the large school yeah, game was, four, a yeah, and that one really shocked me there, forty nine yeah. to seven, you know. So, because normally the large schools, that's where you see the yeah. South, yeah, yeah, you, you're, the Milwaukee, yep, the Madison, Madison's, yep. So, but uh, forty nine to seven, uh, Leo Brostowitz from Rapids had a rushing touchdown in yeah. that game too. So. So yeah, just a. I don't think you'll see that where the North winds like that many no, <laughs> too no, often. No. So, and so. speaking of uh, Connor Cratch, he was also a participant in the uh, state amateur golf championship. Yeah, I see that. He didn't make the cut. <laughs> no, uh, on, the, on day two, but yeah. Wow, that's that's a white, what couple, an athlete. Couple there. Of, yeah, you, you know, do that. Uh, play golf, uh, football on Friday, uh, Saturday, <laughs> and then golf on what Tuesday and Wednesday, yeah. I believe. And a um, couple, few other names locally. Uh, Ryan Hediger. Yeah, Nilzo. Grad living up in Fall Creek now was in the tournament. Didn't make the cut, but nope. he was he was in the tournament. And so. Tony Romo. Tony Romo. He and, made the cut. You know, and and Tony Romo has been close to qualifying for the U.S. Open. That showed yes. you how good amateur golfing is in the state of Wisconsin, <laughs> because Tony Romo has been very close to making yes, the has. U.S. Open. Yeah. And he was he was like five shots back after the opening day. So, <laughs> well, and that just shows you how good a golf there is because. Yeah. Ryan Hedger is not a bad golfer. No, and he missed the cut. And he missed the cut. And they were playing at Aaron Hills, and Aaron Hills uh, held, uh, I believe they had the U.S. Open there a couple of years ago. Yeah, that's kind of a uh, old school, yeah. like a Scottish yeah, it's or out, English it's course. South of Milwaukee yeah. out there, Lynx course again. Yep, so, yep. And we'll talk about them in a little bit again. But All right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else we got uh, going on here before we get to uh, where are they now? Let's get into that. Okay, we're going to do where are they now right away, Larry. Um, I'm going up to Owen and talk about Bryce Neme. And Bryce is a 2015 graduate of Owen Withy High School. And Bryce was a three-year letter winner on the Blackhawk football team. His sophomore year, the Blackhawks were 9-2 and two and were tri-champs of the Cloverwood with Athens and Loyal. They would qualify for the WI Division Seven playoffs where they would lose to Hilbert in Level 3, 13-12. Bryce carried the ball 149 times for 696 yards and eight touchdowns. His junior year, the Blackhawks were 9-2 and two and co-champs of the Cloverwood with Athens. They qualified for the WIA Division 7 playoffs, losing to Glenwood City in Level 2. Bryce carried the ball uh, 191 times for 1,490 yards and 18 touchdowns and had three pass receptions for 36 yards. He led the Cloverbell Conference in rushing and was a first-team all-conference selection as a running back and a second-team selection as a defensive back. His senior year, Owen Withy was 13-1, qualifying for the WIA Division 7 playoffs where they would advance to the championship game at Camp Randall against Pepin Alma, who they would defeat 17-12 to to win the WIA D- Division Seven Championship. In that game, Bryce uh, would carry the ball 24 times for 88 yards and one touchdown. For the season, Bryce had 366 carries for 2,110 yards and 28 touchdowns. 
On defense, he had 88 tackles, five pass interceptions, and three force fumbles. He led the Cloverwood in rushing, was named first-team all-conference as a running back, and second-team as a defensive back. He was a Channel 7 All-Star in offense and was honorable mention selection on the All-State football team. He was also selected to play in the 2015 Wisconsin football coaches All-State uh, All-Star game for his career at Owen, for his career at Owen Withey. Bryce rushed for 4,296 yards and 54 touchdowns. And Larry, you know that 2,100 yards is a lot of yards, but he's still about uh, 700 yards short of the season record at Owen Withey, which Nate Harms had 2,830 <laughs> yards. So. And you know, you talk about these uh, Owen Withey running backs. Yeah. And they're never very big. No. He's, I mean, you watch them. They played basketball, a lot of those guys. Yeah. And, and you're yeah. like, that guy ran yeah. for 2,000 yeah. yards? Bryce was a, a point guard. Yeah. You know, he wasn't very big. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah. Strong. Nate, Nate Harms, 2,830 yeah. yards. <laughs> Dustin Copland, 2,686 yards in 2007. So, yeah, the Terry Lalby effect, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but in the winter, like we said, Bryce was a three-year letter winner on the Owen Withy basketball team. His sophomore year, uh, the Hawks were 9 and 4. Bryce averaged three points per game. His junior year, the Hawks were 19 and 6 and were co champs of the Clover Belt East with Columbus Catholic, losing in the regional finals to Thorpe. Bryce averaged three points and two rebounds per game. His senior year, the Hawks were 13 and 12, losing in the regional finals to Rib Lake. Bryce averaged two five points, three rebounds, and two assists per game. In the spring, Bryce was a three-year letter winner on the Old Withy track team where he was a middle-distance runner. Bryce also excelled in the classroom and other ex extracurricular activities. He was salutatorian of his graduating class, a WIA scholar-athlete, a four-time state solo and ensemble selection, two-time gold award winner in forensics, and received academic letters and also, and also letters in drama and band. After graduation, Bryce enrolled at UW-Whitewater and joined the Warhawk football team. His freshman year, the Warhawks were 12-2, and two, and they were WIAC champs qualifying for the NCAA D3 playoffs, where they would advance to the championship game, losing to Mount Union 36-6. Bryce carried the ball six times that year for 28 yards on the season. His sophomore year, the, the Warhawks were 12-1, WIAC champions qualifying for the NCAA D3 playoffs, where they would lose in the national semifinals to John Carroll University. Bryce would carry the ball four times for 10 yards during the season, but had a season ended early with an ACL injury. After his sophomore year, Bryce transferred to UW-Madison to continue his education and gave up football. He would graduate from UW-Madison in 2020 with a bachelor's degree in kinesiology and exercise science. Today, Bryce is a certified personal trainer at Orange Shoe Personal Fitness in Madison. Bryce resides in the Madison area. Bryce Neamey, Larry. There you go. Yeah. Kinesiology, that's a yeah, familiar uh, subject for a lot of these guys coming you bet. In, going into college now. You bet. Because that seems like a... Uh, being that's trainers. A, yeah, being trainers. Yeah. That's. All right, yeah, Bryce Neamey. I remember that name very well. Yep. Uh, some things that we normally don't talk about, but the uh, 63rd Annual Lumberjack World Championships At Hayward. are uh, going on in Hayward. Yep, that's a big-time deal. I that think is a big they come from deal. all over the world yeah. to, this, to Hayward for that. So. Yeah, there's competitors from four countries and 17 states. And there is some pretty good prize money put up for yeah. this, too. So. Yeah. yeah, they're not fooling around. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, they got uh, quarterfinals, I think, are going on uh, tonight. Then they have semifinals tomorrow night, and then the World Championship finals and all yeah. the uh, competitions yeah, a lot on of Saturday. a lot of different neat events too so at times you'll see that on some of the ESPN channels too some yeah. of the, you know so 
You know, maybe uh, I know they had axe throwing going on. Yep. Where was that going on? Heritage Days? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Axe, throwing so be, axe throwing has become a big, pretty big thing in a lot of places in, in the bigger towns. You know, some of the bars are having it, and then there's uh, other places. They just have it. You know, yeah. you know they have it used to be like, uh, what, what would you say, places, entertainment places, but axe throwing is one of these places. Instead of darts, you throw axes now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> uh, Wisconsin State Water Ski Show Championships yeah, are going on in Rapids. Rapids. And this is, this is one of the biggest water ski shows in the United States. Yeah. So. And it's been going on for 57 years, years at Lake Wasicha. Yep. Which is uh, by the Northwood County Park. Yes, not far. Yeah. yeah, yeah Down so. by Wisconsin Rapids. Yeah, yep. 57 so. years. That's wow. Well, I didn't think it was that long, but I knew I knew it was one of the biggest in the in the in the United States. So, so uh, you talked about golf earlier, and yeah. uh, the Open is underway. Yeah, the British Open start. Well, oh, probably the first. Call it the British Open. Oh, now that's that. right. I read a story here today. Is that, that right? Yeah. Okay, let's just say it's at Royal <laughs> Liverpool Golf Club, and uh, it, it's probably started about the time you and I came to work this morning. Larry. Oh, it started and, long before that. And it's part of the first round is probably close to being done. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, all the big names are there, but uh, you know Scheffler and a lot of people are pointing at John Rahm. But I think you got to look at Roy, Rory McIlroy, won last week's Scottish Genesis Open, so he, I think he's coming alive. So yeah, yeah. But, uh, all the big names are there: Scheffler, Rahm, Ricky Fowler, Tommy Fleetwood, Cameron Smith. So he's the defending champ, I yeah. believe. Brooks Kepka. So 151st Open yeah. Championship. <laughs> Yeah, this is Lynx Golf at its best right there. Yeah, so, yeah they so. play on the old courses over there. Yeah. Steve Stricker continues to play well. My goodness. You know, I said this is something else. This guy, he won the Senior Players Championship this last weekend, Larry. His third major win on the Seniors Tour this year. Only two other golfers have ever won three majors in a season. Jack Nicholas on the regular tour and Bernard, uh, Bernard Langer on the Seniors Tour. Wow. So only three golfers in history. So, but uh, this was—he's uh, having an unbelievable time on this. You know, yeah. He's got five total wins this year. Uh, seventh. It was his seventh win in 17 appearances in four plus seasons on the tour. So he's just loving that tour all the all the heck. So. Yeah, he's won three of the four majors. Yep. And there's one major left. Yeah. Yeah. I, Australia I or something. I'm not sure which one it is, but uh, yeah, it, it's. I mean, it might be like. The open, you know, yeah. cr- across the pond. Oh, okay, sure. It's, it's across the pond, yeah. so yeah. I didn't want to use that B word. You don't well, <laughs> I, I just read a thing. I just read a thing yesterday about yeah. it. It said, yeah, that in no in no place was it ever written that it was British Open. Okay, but everybody calls it over the, here yeah, the British it, Open. It's been the Brit- British Open for years. But over there, they they do yeah. not consider it the British yeah. Open. It's just from, the Open. Well, from Challenge. now on here, it's the Open. So. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Cameron Smith, if he would win it, would yeah. be the first to become. A repeat champ since Padraig Harrington back in 2007, 2008. Okay. And Harrington, too, now starring on the Seniors Championship, too. Ah, so, yeah. yeah, some so. of those names coming back. Yeah, he's, he won the other major this oh, year. Oh, okay. On, yeah, so. uh, oh, no, Langer did. Langer won. Yeah, Langer won the one yeah, over but, in uh, uh, Stevens Point. Uh, let's see, which the second one, Stricker won. He won in a playoff against Harrington. So Okay. Well, it's official. Uh, the New York Jets are... Going to be a part of hard knocks, yeah. And even though they didn't want to be, yeah. But. Aaron Rodgers, especially, he was kind of vocal about not being it. But you know, they were they were the story in the off season. Why well, why wouldn't the NFL want it's them? It's obvious so. made for TV. Yeah, right yeah, yeah, that's right. So it's uh, it's going to happen. So, but uh, yeah, we're about a week away, Larry, from the, the from the uh, going into t- uh, training camps. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, it'll be uh, that'll be all eyes yeah. on the Packers. Two, two weeks from Saturday is family night for the Packers. So yeah, so, but uh, they made an interesting signing the other day, signing the USFL MVP Alex Magoo. And he plays what? <laughs> quarterback. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't even. Hear yeah, that. he was the quarterback of the Birmingham Stallions. Oh, okay. So, so now they have four quarterbacks in camp: you know, uh, Jordan Love, Danny Etling, uh, Sean Clifford, you know, the rookie draft pick, and then Alex Magoo. So, so a lot of big names in the Yeah, I said <laughs> I, I I honestly believe Larry, I think they'll be scanning the waiver wire or a trade option for a veteran backup. Yeah. They you would know. almost have to. Yeah, I uh Danny Atling played well in the preseason last year, but he's still I don't see him as a viable backup quarterback. Yeah, so no, and no. Sean Clifford I think needs probably a year on the uh uh yeah. practice squad and who knows about Alex Magoo, so <laughs> Magoo. Uh, how about Saquon Barkley and uh, Josh Jacobs, Jacobs not being signed to yeah. their long-term deals? Yeah, you know they could have signed their uh, offer sheets for ten, almost ten and a half million, and, and, but they want uh, bigger contracts. And right why would you give it to them? I, I why wouldn't you give Barkley three years and thirty-six yeah. million or whatever? You know, I know everybody's afraid. You know, there's not a lot of longevity at the running back yeah. position. And I think everybody looks back at Dallas, at the big contract they gave Elliott, and he has, that hasn't panned out, you know. And, but well, but that's Dallas. Dallas, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, boy, I tell you what, the way Barkley is such a major piece of that New York Giants offense yeah. that I, I why not get him in there? And Jacobs was yeah. a leading rusher last yeah. year. I mean, you can front load their contracts. You know, and then after two years, you don't like what's happening. Then yeah. you can get rid of them. Yeah. You know, with, well, I with, can't imagine though. After two years, you know, they're gonna no. be that much worse. Yeah, I, 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 that just surprised me that they they can't agree on a long term contract with with the, with the major piece of their offense right there. So yeah, I, those those two uh, yeah. non long term yeah. deals. Some some things Las Vegas does the Raider organization doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, but that's true. It's really surprising about the Giants. Cause yeah. You know, I thought they had some smarter football people than that, but who knows? Who, who are we, I guess? Yeah. Who are we? You know, so. uh, DeAndre Hopkins, though, he did sign a deal with Tennessee, and yeah. a lot of people thought New England was going to be yeah. a place he was going to go. New England, uh, I've heard a couple other teams were, you know, all the Cowboys, you know, things like that, but he's going to the Titans, and, you know, we'll, well he see. Must, he must think that uh, their quarterback's going to yeah. get him the ball. But <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We'll see there. Yeah. Oh. Uh, let's see. The uh, tennis tournament – that was quite a uh, men's Wimbledon final. I, said, I watched that. that yeah, was... uh, five set. Um, El- Elkaraz and uh, Djokovic, one six seven six six one three six six four. My goodness, what a what a match! That one game lasted twenty five minutes. Yeah. Wow. It was three one in that second uh, yeah. set for twenty five minutes. They went <laughs> back and forth. I think they had like thirteen deuces. Yeah, and you're gonna see these two guys again and again yeah. now. Yeah. You know. They're they're the top. They're obviously the top two players in the world, and you'll see them. I think you'll see them both at the U.S. Open, and we'll see. But uh, yeah, I think this Alcaraz is very much for real, and he's he's he's, real he's the guy that's going to be the guy we're going to be hearing about for the next five to ten years in yeah, tennis. I've watched Djokovic play. Yeah, and Sunday I think was the first time I've seen him Frustrate. get a little rattled. Yep, and not able to do what he normally gets yeah. to do. Yeah, he he hasn't been tested like that in a long time, no. a long time. So, but that was you know, fun to watch. Kind of exciting on the woman's side too. Uh, yeah, Marquita von Dusova. Okay, defeats Anz Jabber. 
becomes anyway she becomes the first unseated ladies single champion ever at wimbledon yeah that is awesome yeah that is awesome right there and so, uh she hits the ball hard yeah so yeah, yeah. that'll be another one to watch out yeah. for yep she's young and and so yeah it'll be exciting next month when all these players come to the u.s open out in new york so she rises up to the uh top 10 mm-hmm. after that so, finish mm-hmm. so good for her yeah he's going from unseeded in the yeah. top 10 that don't yeah. take much does it <laughs> what a one win so uh how about espn and all the cuts they're making boy a lot of good people yeah moving. Susie culver is gone from she's monday been, night she's Compton. been the host of monday night football or part of it forever and yeah. ever whether it was on abc or whatever or well, it goes back when ESPN had Sunday Night Football. She was right. a host of that, yeah. too. But, uh, yeah, she lost her job. I believe Steve Young is out. Yeah. You know, and a few and others. And the two guys in the morning. Yeah. Keyshawn Johnson. Johnson and, yeah. And Keyshawn Johnson had a talk show at one time on ESPN. Yeah, too, I don't know. what. So, a lot so of the people that you wouldn't people, expect. Yeah. So. so now they're looking at maybe Scott Van Pelt and Laura Rutledge, who does uh, NFL Live in the afternoon, mm-hmm. okay. as uh, replacing Colbert on uh, – Okay. Monday NFL countdown. Okay. So we'll see what and, happens. And there. well, yeah, you know, ESPN, I Monday Night Football is still Monday Night Football, but with NBC, NBC Sunday Night Football, it, it Monday Night overtook Foot, it you know, big time. Yeah. They don't have and uh, Sunday Night Football gets the majority of the marquee matchups. Yeah. And actually, yeah, when team when games get flexed, they get flexed to Sunday night. night. Yeah. Monday night has been much, pretty much an afterthought, yeah. especially after uh, they left ABC and went to ESPN. Yeah. So, I think that was a big. I do too. A so, big move that didn't and, go well for. And them. I think it's going to, you know, with the rise in uh, with Amazon Prime and all these other things, and you know, it's costing ESPN a lot of money, and and they have shot out a lot of money for uh, college football and uh, professional football, and yeah. maybe not working out quite as well as they thought. So yeah. So yeah. Uh, LeBron James says he's going to switch his number from six to twenty-three next yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, give it, leave it up. Good for, move. Yeah, love, love, uh, Bill Russell will be the only number six. So. Yeah, yeah. He wore uh, number twenty-three, uh, LeBron, of course. Forever. Yeah, yeah. He, well, when he uh, in Cleveland, he wore twenty-three. When he went to Miami, he went to six. And when he went back to uh, Cleveland, he wore twenty-three again. Then he went to the Lakers. He went to six. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, uh, speaking of Cleveland, yeah, uh, the Browns are going to uh, in this year. They are going to go to white helmets for a, an alternate helmet. I did see that. Yes. And they are not. They have not worn white helmets since 1951. Yeah, so it was long before my yeah. time. That was their first year in the NFL. Oh. They were in some off league. Oh, okay. And, and the NFL took them in, and but Paul Brown had a great team. He won the NFL championship his very first year in the NFL with the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, they wore white helmets, and but after that they switched to the Browns. Well, we. So. Made so, sense. Yeah. <laughs> Cleveland Browns with white helmets. Yeah. So, but it was pretty fun. So, so. All right. Anything else we got to uh, add just, here? Just uh, the Brewers playing yeah. pretty well. Nice sweep in Cincinnati out in Philadelphia. Big tough series this weekend. Atlanta coming to town. So. Wow. That st- the schedule don't get uh, any easier. No. After, and then Cincinnati again. In yeah. <laughs> but that, that'll be the last three games with Cincinnati this year. So, I, I did see that, yeah. Yeah, so that's with this new scheduling, it's two series each, and you're done. So, but yeah, I uh, see next year they play the Mets yeah. at home or away to start, and then at home yeah. at the end of the year. Yeah, first series of the last series. Yeah, so. they play the Mets. But I said at one in that Cincinnati series, I think they they found something up with Ellie De La Cruz. They out of pitch him, and I think it's going to get around the league. He was uh, 0 for 12 against the Brewers with five strikeouts. Really, I didn't really recognize. How did they pitch him? I didn't. Uh, a lot of curveballs. Okay. And, you know, a lot of high heat and, you know, and 
uh, you know, he'd get, old, get him 0-2 and throw the ball in the dirt. And, but he yeah. had five strike. He did not get on base in that series. That's so. right. Yeah, he's, well, he's young. You know, yeah, they're going to they're gonna find some holes, and those holes, you know, the scouts are watching. And, they're oh, gonna, yeah. you know, it's going to – we'll see. And they're, they lost a couple of games to uh, San Francisco since they, Milwaukee left town, too. So, but uh, – um, yeah, the Brewers, uh, uh, one good news, uh, Wood, uh, Brandon Woodruff going out on a minor league uh, rehab uh, starting this weekend with the Wisconsin Tipper Rattlers, and a rough estimate has him in the second or third week of August being back in Milwaukee. Oh, so, that'd be nice. So if he comes back like he normally is, Larry, that would be just like a, having a trade deadline pickup. So, yes, yes, yep, it so, would. Yeah, because yeah, he hasn't pitched yeah. since April no, 7th, so, so, no, so early in the year. Yeah. And they um, also signed their first pick in the draft, Brock Wilkin from Wake Forest, got a three point one five million dollar signing bonus. There you go. And then he he was the eighteenth overall pick. The top pick, uh, Paul Skeens with the Pirates, got nine point two million dollars. <laughs> a little different in your picks. There. <laughs> yeah, I said <laughs> be the number one pick. It's yeah, a better. I guess it's worth it. So, yeah, so, I guess. So. All right, uh, one programming note. Next week uh, I'll be off, so we will. Uh, Take a little breather, Take a, little breather. a hiatus. Yeah, recharge the batteries. Come back uh, for high schools and college sports starting up again. So. Yeah, we'll be talking a lot of uh, football when yeah, we come back. You bet. Following yeah. next week, so no show next week. Mm. We'll be back with you again. Uh, is that August or? Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah, that'll be August uh, third, third, second or third. One of yeah, the two. Yeah, wow. Third. Yep. So. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Then we're getting close to fair time too. So. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's two guys on sports. I'm Larry Hazer. I'm Dick Olson. We'll talk to you again in a two weeks.